starting now. So hi everyone, this week of Freedom Fanatics, we find out why economics should matter to you and how school vouchers, vouchers can empower South Africans, so stay tuned. So hey guys, um, welcome to Freedom Fanatics. This is a production of the Freedom Advocacy Network. So each week we discuss our latest fan content with our authors and our contributors and our creators right here. And my name is Solon and this week I'm joined by Alex, a usual, who is our digital content coordinator here at FAN. And then we have a, fine, a first time guest who I'm really excited to have on the show, Becky, um, who is an analyst at the Center for Risk Analysis. So thank you guys for being on the show today. And first up, we'll be looking at um, fans' latest explainer video. And this week's explainer video is titled Why You Should Care About Economic Policy. So let's have a quick watch. It's the economy, stupid. This was the winning phrase that resonated with voters and helped Bill Clinton win the 1992 U.S. presidential election campaign. This phrase was crafted by Clinton's no-nonsense strategist, James Carville. Carville understood that, above all, people prized their quality of life, being able to live a comfortable life of their choosing, and that this was intricately connected to the economy. At its core, the economy is a system of transactions, people buying and selling things. The easier it is to buy and sell things, the healthier the economy and the better the quality of life. Carville understood that if Clinton could convince voters that his economic policy would ensure a healthy economy and improve their quality of life, he would win the election. And he was right. Economic policy determines how easy or difficult it is for people to buy and sell things. But like an ecosystem, the economy is complex. Just as it is neither practical nor sensible for even the smartest ecologists to try and manage weather and rainfall, or the habits of predators, migrating birds, and grazing herds, so it is neither practical nor sensible for politicians and bureaucrats to try to manage who buys and sells what, to whom, how, when, and where. But... Just as ecologists can be effective in identifying problems and solutions in an ecosystem, so too can policy ensure the health of the economy. Economic policy determines how easy or difficult it is for you to afford to live a comfortable life of your choosing. Like it or not, we are directly affected by economic policy. You have the power and right to demand good economic policy and get others to do the same. Your freedom is worth fighting for. Join FAN today to build a new tomorrow. Yeah, so Becky, um, I think I'll come to you first, right? So today we see um, policies such as Black economic empowerment, affirmative action, um, lockdowns, uh, minimum wage. 
Um, these are all examples of bad policy decisions being made regarding the economy. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, Sholin, that was a perfect explainer of what economics is about. And I think it's very important for South Africans to actually understand economics because South Africa is plagued with an activist government. You know, the computer screen that you're using right now, the camera that you're using there, as well as the uh, internet that you use, you don't necessarily need to know the exact details of how uh, the components work in order for it to work. But when it comes to economics, you it's very it's necessary for an individual to know what are the consequences of said policy like the policies that you've just listed let's take for example that of minimum wages and the the intended policy or the intended uh, goal of uh, minimum wages is to sort of improve the living quality of poor individuals but when you actually look at it it actually prevents uh, new employment of those people which are predominantly the young and the economically disadvantaged South Africans, right? So it makes it more expensive for businesses to hire these individuals. These are people that don't have uh, a qualification majority of the time. Uh, they're either in university and they take on part-time employment in order to uh, up their skill or whatever the case is in order to sustain their families. So what minimum wages then does is that it makes it expensive for a business to hire that particular individual. So then the business chooses not to hire that person. Right. So then it achieves the opposite of what it wants to achieve. Right. It wants to incentivize employment. But what it actually does is that it disincentivizes employment. That's a consequence of minimum wages. The second one in which you've labeled is that of BE, Black Economic Empowerment, which is intended or rather said to help that of black individuals who are classified as economically disadvantaged. But what we see as the consequence of BE is that it only helps a select few individuals and those individuals are the ones that are connected to government or as well as have any other political connections and are already themselves wealthy at the expense of everyone else in society and disproportionately affecting the black population so then that's the whole primary reason why south africans need to understand basic economics in order to understand the consequences of these policies which does harm them yeah, Alex, um, I like what you to uh, bring you in here because as Becky says, like these things can get a bit complicated and this is, you can clearly see that there's the ANC government over-regulating and they basically over-legislate um, our economy and this is impractical and it's also um, counterproductive. So yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's quite scary because I, well, well, what's scary is that some of these concepts seem complicated. Um, and, you know, as soon as you start say, talking about fiscal policy and debt to GDP ratio and, you know, all these kinds of things, it's you get lost very quickly if you're not uh, economically inclined like Becky is. Um, yeah. His, his true love of, of economics. So I think, yeah, I think it's very important. I think there's a big onus on... Um, I mean, if it were to the government's uh, sort of advantage towards their own agenda to educate people on, on the implication of policy, um, then there would be a big push from them to, to do so. But I, I think it's like what, what we're trying to do here is, is just to try and break it down. And, you know, the economy, as we say, is just a, a system of transactions. Everyone knows 
the simple yeah. you know it's i think it's great grade four ems you know if you even in you know it's civvy's day at school you have a market you know you get kids to buy and sell stuff it's as simple as that but the implication of policy is way more esoteric and and, and uh intangible um and unfortunately it is things like be and minimum wage that do keep people out of the formal economy and it's the mm -hmm. formal economy that allows our GDP to grow allows our sort of our pot to grow our fiscus, you know, to spend money on on social services, to spend money on on service delivery, um, and I think, like that's the thing, it it does affect quality of life, and I think economic policy should be front and center of of what how, what people use to judge who they vote for and and what sort of accountability they're looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, the things don't uh, things don't not get delivered because because of uh, of of random sort of goings on, uh, the, you know, economic policies can be misused by people in power to uh, to enrich themselves. So, very useful thing to understand, and it's quite empowering as well. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for your insight on our most recent explainer video. Um, now, so up next, we will be discussing um, reasons why. Um, South Africa needs school choice vouchers. So the school choice voucher policy is a proposal made by the South African Institute of Race Relations, where the government gives financial assistance um, to families um, that are basically in need. And these vouchers are specifically aimed at education. Um, Alex, it's quite important, um, this um, school voucher policy, because it will improve the quality of our education and it provides equal opportunity and it's a means to keep those who lead our education system accountable yeah sure i think the, the i think the, the the same sort of principle applies in an as you would to, to economic policy that it makes schools more competitive ultimately at the end of the day so you know that's that's the one benefit uh, and I think Becky can maybe touch on that a little bit more than me. Um, but the the thing that really appeals to me is giving parents control over their own children's education. Um, you know, getting out of the, the grasp of unions like we and we had quite massive uh, teacher strikes in around 2010. Um, so yeah, I think I think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, empowering aspects to school vouchers, um, particularly for for people in in low income areas. Um, you know that's we know how important education is. A huge amount of our GDP is spent on it in the country. I'm sure Becky knows the exact figures there. Um, so yeah, let, let's split that up and give it to, to parents to, to spend on their own kids. Yeah, Becky, your, your thoughts on this? Yeah, this, uh, like what Alex mentioned earlier, perfectly aligns with what uh, economic policy is and why it is important. Uh, the school voucher system, what it tries to do is that it tries to add back incentive to public schools which is a problem that we see in many government schools. And the thing about economics as well is that in markets and education as well and whatnot, is that it, and it impacts the household, it impacts the families and so forth. Uh, so in terms of school vouchers, what it tries to do is that it tries to add back the incentive to public schools and tries to give the parents the power of choice. And that's very important to choose schools yeah. that are better uh, compared to the ones that are not. The thing that we find with most government avenues, operations and management is that uh, there's a lack of incentive. At the end of the day, they still get paid whether they do a good job or a bad job. A prime example of this is state-owned enterprises. Now, what school voucher does is that the parent can then choose for their child is that if my child goes to a school without a ceiling, 
And that's the unfortunate part in South African schools, uh, particularly in rural areas, uh, where the standard of education is, is quite poor. Then the parent can simply choose to take away the child from their school to a better school. Now, South Africa spends about 300 billion on education. Uh, that's as a proportion of GDP, that's about the same amount that we pay compared to other developed countries. So rather than just giving that money to the government, we can then break it up into vouchers, which have explained, Sherlyn, and then just give it to parents. And the parents will most definitely choose the schools that are most best for their children. And the bad schools, which is the, the intended hope, will then uh, uh, close down or someone better would then come and take over and revamp the school so that they can attract kids and so forth. Yeah, and I must add that um, something that um, I, I love about the school voucher policy is that it would focus on disadvantage um, and it would target those who are actually um, um, poor or cannot afford um, to pay high levels of school fees. Um, and this isn't just for um, colored kids or white kids or black kids, but it, it, but it, it, it removes race and it targets disadvantage. Alex, your thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to add a couple of points. I think Becky can break me if I'm wrong, but I think South Africa's GDP spend on education is the worst return on investment in terms of money spent and educational outcomes. Okay, so we're prying a huge amount of taxpayers' money, which is quite a burdened little population in this country on outcomes that we're not seeing the results of. Um, and I think what's what's interesting to note, you know, we spoke a bit earlier about BE and what we've seen with our, um, well, with, with the Institute of Racial Relations Education Policy is that it, it one of the best performing groups in support of it are black single mothers. Um, and so, you know, if you want to talk about black economic empowerment and you want to mix in some education, well, there you go, problem solved. Um, and the beauty of it, with our sort of rampant corruption and, and state capture and all the rest, is this is a good way of sidestepping that exact issue. So we can kill two birds with one stone. We can improve educational outcomes and mm. we can uh, get money away from looting cadres. Mm. Yeah, that's a good mm. point. And yeah, thank you guys for your thoughts on um, our, the school voucher um, policy. And um, to our viewers, you can find all our written content on our website, which is freedomadvocacy.net. And we have now reached the end of this episode. So don't forget to catch us on Spotify. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Facebook, and IGTV as well. So basically, anywhere where you um, engage with any social media type, that's where we are. And you can join FAN and support our fight for freedom and sign up at freedomadvocacy.net as well. And remember, guys, that your freedom is worth fighting for. Thank <laughs> you.